Let's start off in Uganda, where the country's officials have commenced talks with a team from Facebook aimed at enhancing revenue sharing and taxation collection. Yes, let's look at it, Elvis, in the context of the Global Tax Alliance. If you recall, in June last year, the leaders of the G7, these are the richest countries in the world, had a meeting and agreed on a global tax rate, I think, of 15%, which multinationals would pay irrespective of where they are based and irrespective of where they have a presence in in any country. So if they are rendering services in a country, whether or not they have an office there, they'll have to pay a tax of 15%. Now, what that is seen as a global move against what is called base erosion and profit shifting. Companies do that all the time. They register their company in a country or jurisdiction that has very low tax rate. You've heard of Cayman Islands, you've heard of sometimes Mauritius as as a tax haven. So you deal with that because companies like Uber, Twitter, Facebook, and all these global ICT or AI companies have been getting away with murder effectively because they operate in every country effectively. But while they deliver services in countries like South Africa, they don't always pay taxes here because they are American or they're British or they're Chinese or Russian. And then in Russia, you find that they are not even paying taxes because they are domiciled in the Bermuda or whatever, or in, in the Cayman Islands or in Malta. So this is Uganda's way of asking companies like Twitter and Facebook to start considering that as long as they are Ugandans with Facebook accounts, you're going to have to pay tax in Uganda. It's not something anybody can avoid. It's going to happen eventually because tax avoidance sometimes crosses the line and becomes tax evasion. Well, there you have it. And the Reserve Bank of Zimbabwe has lifted the foreign currency trading suspension imposed earlier on MedBank Limited. MedBank. I have a lot of respect for MedBank. It used to be called Metropolitan Bank, but it's a... It's a new institution founded in 1999, and I say new because any bank that was founded after 1990 in Zimbabwe would have been a true show of entrepreneurship because from 1990, you remember, Elvis, that's when something in Zimbabwe started tumbling south. And it, it's, it has about, I think, 150 or so outlets all over the country. It serves mid-range kind of businesses. So it's a very important, whatever, what is it, a financial services provider. But in line with what I think it was in Bucks that the government of Zimbabwe has been battling what you call parallel markets in Forex because of the lack of confidence in the currency of the country. People have been still using U.S. dollars instead of the local currency. Some have used the South African rand, anything but the Zimbabwean currency. So in trying or in a bit to control that the government imposed bans on trade from time to time on these companies, but for a Zimbabwean company like that to have its, its assets frozen effectively, because if you can't trade in Forex, you effectively can't trade. It, it, was a, it was a bad move, but it's going to happen to many companies, many institutions, because the government, the, the, the central bank governor and the minister of finance are battling to keep a lid on the lack of confidence in the currency of the country. Well, and lastly, Petroleum Import Association and the Liberian government have reached an agreement for an increment in the price of petroleum products. Well, the cartel called OPEC is going to do this to many countries. Liberia effectively didn't have many institutions in place, although Alan Johnson Sirleaf had done a great deal to stabilize the country. But George Way running the country found himself having to deal with the importers who were hoarding petroleum 
in other words, gasoline and diesel. And sometimes, I think last week or the week before, before this intervention, Elvis, a gallon, and remember a gallon is just under four liters. A gallon was costing something like $8. And according to this new agreement, a gallon of gasoline will cost $5.90, which at today's exchange rate would be something like 90 rand. Just think about it, four liters. But I was at the petrol pumps. 500 rand gives you 20 liters anywhere here in South Africa. But at least it gives them a regime, I mean, a system that allows them to regulate the petrol prices because they, the importers were looking for a lot more. They wanted $6.90 for a gallon. I remember, again, gallon being just under four liters. That was going to be exorbitant for a poor country like Liberia.